How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to episode 26 of your favorite Swim Bay podcast, Scales and Tales. Today we have our first uh, repeat guest, Mr. Brian Speller. Uh, this is also going to be the second installment of uh, of the Tipsy Show. First one was with Phil, and uh, now Brian and I are going to get absolutely sloshed while while we ramble and slur our words this hour episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, Brian, address the masses of what you're drinking tonight, and then uh, I'll follow you up, and we'll get going from there. So, basically, I've got some blueberry juice, and I've got some Bacardi rum, and some ice and brown sugar. Mix it all together, and I guess it's like a mojito or something, is like the technical term. That's what my Puerto Rican friend told me it was called. (laughs) It's made with blueberries and not uh, tropical fruit, so... I'll tell you what, though, I've had one glass of it, and I'm uh, feeling it. I'm feeling it. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, uh, tonight I have some Captain Morgan spiced rum, hundred proof. I don't know if they're all hundred proof, but when my cousin gave it to me, he made it a point to he made it a point to point that out. I don't know if if this is like the heavy hitter shit or whatnot, but not too heavy excited hit. about it because because I'm not too uh, overly enthused on on Captain Morgan, but. It was kind of basic, it, man. Kind Listen, of everyone tells you, everyone tells you, like, man, if you don't drink this beer, you're XYZ. I'm not going to say it um, <laughs> yet. And if you don't do this, blah, 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 blah. Mix that drink, bro. It tastes so good. It's so good. Like, I it's don't understand why people want to kill themselves drinking liquor. Like, just mix it. Make it taste good. It's, it's fun to drink. The Captain Morgan is very good with Arnold Palmer half and half. That yes, uh, it, it is. But I don't have any of that. Literally, so this is going to be embarrassing because I'm going to say I just moved in, even though it's like been a month. Literally, all I have in my fridge: a gallon and a half of milk, uh, venison burgers and steaks, some peppers, a bag of apples, lunch meat, mayo, and mustard. That's like the contents of. My whole refrigerator unit, freezer and refrigerator combined. Oh, I have I have some frozen breadsticks too. I don't know where those came from, but I got those in there also. I had to mute my microphone because I forgot to stir my drink, and I went to take a sip, and it was just straight Bacardi. Oh, yum! But Brian is on a very uh, pretty like fucking crazy bite right now for Washington. For anybody who doesn't remember. Brian is stationed up in Washington State, up there, up in the PNW, and uh, and Brian is putting the stigma of the the northern air, northern strain fish aren't necessarily big. Brian and his buddy Stu are are dropping the hammer on him. So I'll let Brian kind of kind of explain the magical what week and a half, two weeks you guys have been experiencing. Uh, I think it's been. I don't want to say it's been like eight days or nine, nine or ten days right now so far since we caught. Well, we had a heart attack, so it was like yeah. that's a whole other story. We'll get into that. But so yeah, yeah. Stu caught a six eighty nine the day before that, and then the next day I caught that six and a half punching, and then he caught a, a like a six three punching something like yeah I think it was a six three punching. And then I caught on a battle shad. I caught a uh, six six point ninety seven. So you know, if maybe if I'd have spit in that fish's mouth, it'd have been a seven. So, a seven. <laughs> that, 
you know what it is? I can't still can't call it a seven. I've got two up here right now. Like I got a six ninety four that in the, the, the crappy part is is it bounced from six ninety four to seven oh two because I got that crappy Rapala scale and it's like the digital one. It's like fifty bucks and I thought that would be pretty nice, but it's nice because I can cold fish with it. Like it's really good for tournaments because it'll save my weight. And I can turn it off, it'll still save my weight, but it like it bounces like it doesn't i cannot get that thing to lock so anytime i like call a fish weight like i have the cast to catch and like and the stuff like that so you can see like i'll call the fish weight to a stew or whoever's there that i'm fishing with i'll call the fish weight or call it to the camera and it'll be like oh this one's a 674 but what you don't see is it bounced from like 710 to 674 and i just call it like i like to call the lowest one because like if it's going to be like a decimal point I know him like if I was to catch a nine ninety eight, I'd be like, Oh, the search continues, you know what I mean? Like Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it, I have that same exact scale and I have I had a problem with that, like when we were catching those fish like early, early spring, like when your fingers are in gloves and shit, like it bounces so much and you try to fucking you try to stop it on the highest weight and like it doesn't work. Uh, I mean it works, but like the touch screen part portion works like half the fucking time and then when you lock it it's like the lowest weight most of the time and you're like fuck it i don't even care like i'll take yeah. like a quarter of an ounce or an ounce if i have to it's whatever yeah well it's like i know this one i have so are you talking about the the one that weighs 15 pounds it's like uh, the gray one I'm talking about the yeah the big gray hand yeah so i got the other one there's a there's a gray one that does the 15 pounds and then the other one is like that little black it almost looks like a you remember the droid phones? It kind of looks like a droid phone. Like, not an android, but the droid. Like, that big bulky one. Oh, yeah, That's yeah, what it yeah. Looks like. with, the bottle op- with the bottle opener on top. Yes, it looks like a Blackberry. It looks like you're holding up a Blackberry. But, uh, yes, with the bottle opener. If you hold it by the bottle opener, it'll weigh right. But my fingers are too big. So, like, every time I hold it by the bottle opener, if there's a big fish on it, I drop the fish. And, that you know, yeah. no one likes that, so. But, um. No man, it's been it's been a really incredible couple of days. A uh, couple, I mean, a week or week and a half now. Uh, but it it's uh, a lot went into that. You know when you know what I mean. Like it's, I'm sure you remember in the group chat, like the pictures and the videos. Like I've got so many videos and stuff of just these giant fish swimming, chasing a freaking glide bait. Yeah, especially well, a glide bait. They'll chase the hood, but they they don't really. For some reason, I don't know if it's because a HUD just looks so much like a real fish. I think they see the HUD, and if they're not going to eat it, they're like, oh, cool, a trout. <laughs> Where the glide, they're like, okay, that's an injured fish for sure. Nothing swims like that, but uh, I just don't want to eat it. Dude, that's like, we were fishing, this was, fuck, like middle of spring, probably like May. My buddy Garrett and I were fishing, and he's he's fishing a chatterbait, and I'm fishing a glide bait. And, like, these bluegills are on beds and shit. And I'm like, what causes a fish to, like, hone in on my bait and eat it instead of eating one of those three-inch bluegill that's, like, circling a bed? Like, it blows my mind. It's kind of like uh, how I think of it is, like, people always talk about, like, oh, there's, like, fucking 10,000 sperm in a male ejaculation and they all <laughs> race to the egg. That's, like, you're lucky enough to be that sperm. And that fish is just unlucky enough to bite my bait. Like, during the shad spawn and stuff, I do not understand how these guys oh, man. Eat 10 pound fish because this this fish just magically fucking eats their bait out of the other 10,000 shad that are swimming around. Well, 
the best way I ever heard it described was have you ever Oh man. This is this goes back in time. So you you know Colin. Yeah. Well yeah. there so the day I lost my PB, and everyone says that, but Colin saw this fish. I have a witness. This fish was way over ten. It was and on Colin's bait too. <laughs> it was on Colin's bait, on Colin's rod, his left-handed rod, because he fishes with the wrong hand. And oh man. I look like a moron trying to catch up to that fish. Like he first of all, the fish was over ten. So it doesn't really matter how fast you reel. You don't reel as fast as a ten pounder swims. And it was also left-handed. So I looked like um a baby taking their first steps trying to reel this in and catch up to it and i mean he had the fish in his hands and it shook and you know it's a lot of weight it sent the gang crash straight to his forehead <laughs> got a picture of that we i mean we can't believe that anyways that's not what this is about so that fish what was special about that fish is uh, you know back home there's a lot of restaurants on the lakes our lakes are huge so you know, obviously there's going to be like marinas and all kinds of diners and Mexican restaurants, Amigos, and well, this place called Dockside. Ironically, it's the first place I ever met my wife. But they feed the bluegill. And people bluegill fish off the bank right there. But what happens when people bluegill fish, and you'll hear this all the time if you talk to people while they're bluegill fishing, is they're like, man, a big fish just chased my bluegill up. And you're like, huh. Well, the big fish never left. You know, the bluegill, they were there the whole time. The big fish was there the whole time. But as soon as that fish saw that fish struggling, it's like a, oh, wait a minute. You're totally out of your mind right now. You know what I mean? It's like it's like watching a lion. If you watch a lion, when they eat a zebra or they eat a wildebeest, they go after the one who doesn't walk right. And the one who doesn't walk right usually happens to be the baby. So, right. <clears throat> you know, I think that same predatory instinct goes for every species of animal ever in history like if you're hungry you want the easiest meal and the easiest meal is the is the bait or the the prey that doesn't have control of what it's doing i.e you know a glide bait in my opinion a glide bait looks more like i mean it looks like a, a depth 250 looks like a wounded trout a hinkle trout looks like a wounded trout but the glide bait when you're fishing it, especially from the bank it looks more like a fish fighting than it looks like a fish swimming like I, like, I don't know if that makes sense, but every time I think of a, like, I've caught a bluegill, and I watch the bluegill swim back to the bank, because I love bluegill fishing, especially with a fly rod, it's so much fun. And you watch that fish fight, right? Well, it's zigging and zagging left and right. Well, the fish right. swims straight, you know what I mean? No fish swims zigzagging left or right. Um, so, like, when I, when I watch these bluegill and... Like watching a glide bait swim, like that's kind of one of the first things that that gives me the the confidence in the fact that the fish is going to look at that over a real trout because it's you know it's not it's not right. Yeah, it. I don't know, dude. It's so fucking weird to to think like uh, you can trick a ten pound ten pound bass, which more or less is especially like where we live like a nine eight nine ten pound bass that is like the apex predator of of that like area and it's so weird that they can be fucking done in by 
a four ounce piece of plastic, like, like the fish you caught yesterday or yeah, yesterday, like that fish, as we know, is older than fucking, uh, dust, dirt, whatever you want to say. And he got outsmarted by a piece of fucking plastic. Like it's so crazy. He did. She did. She sure did. Yeah. It's, it's, I don't know, man. A lot of people say apex predator and as much as I want to agree with that, because it's like, it almost feels respectful to give them that, that title. Ah, oh, man. Just part of me is like, once they get to that size, are they really the apex predator? Or are they just lazy? Because every time a fish goes swimming around chasing bait, it's burning calories. And the ones that don't burn calories aren't moving that whole much. And the ones that don't burn calories are the ones that weigh the most. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's funny that you say that because uh, last week when I talked to Dylan, which was the episode that went up today, Monday, uh, we were talking about, well, Marshall, the homeless fisherman, and I have talked about this. I was telling him about a lake that has, uh, quote unquote, a lot of double digit bass. And what the locals know is that it's these same fish that are getting caught. And I was, I was telling these guys this and I'm like, yeah, they don't fucking believe me. Um, and I told them, I was like, like they, they are catching these fish like almost exactly a year apart from when they caught it last in the same exact spot. And these guys are probably like, this dude's fucking crazy. And I saw a post on Facebook of a guy actually like not admitting to it, but but like publicly saying it. I'm sure I'm sure people know it's not like it's a secret, but he talked about he's like, yeah, these fish were tagged uh, like five years ago. In the last three years, it's been caught five times in the same hundred yard stretch of river area or lake area, whatever, wherever it is. And, uh, like, like I heard these guys talk about it, but to hear it from this guy and confirming it, I'm like, holy shit. Like these, these bigger fish don't seem to roam around like, uh, like a smaller fish who, who's chasing schools, schools of shad and shit. They don't, they don't, they really don't. And, and that's like, that's like, I've always thought, uh, personally, if if you're a larger person, are you gonna want to go to to like uh, fuck? I had I had a place I had a place in mind like a restaurant, or would you rather go to a buffet where you can get up once and load up five plates, or would you rather go to to like uh, like a cafeteria? Or, no, that wasn't. I had an analogy at some point in time, and it's like a person is gonna try to try to not fucking run out of breath, burn a bunch of energy. They're going to pick the easiest spot where they can load up the most. And that's exactly how I think fish are. They're going to chill there. And they're if, if a fish goes by and they're like, oh shit, I only have to swim two feet rather than swimming a, a 30 yard area to go catch something. Like I'm an opportunist, opportunist, opportunity, whatever. I'm going to eat because I can, because I have this chance to not burn any calories and it's right in front of my face. Like it would be silly of me not to turn it down and to load up before I actually get hungry and have to work to catch something. Yeah, I agree. I, I would agree. Because what I've noticed is, and I'll go ahead and give the story on this fish, because this is not the first time we've seen her. Um, she was 697. The scale bounced from 710 to 697. So I called her 697. And she doesn't look like a 697, I will say that. She's skinny. All head, man. I mean, one of the biggest fish heads I've ever held in my hands, and it was a northern strain fish. And I've caught nine pounders in Florida. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I've seen what they actually look like. But to see this one was just like, when I saw her in the net, man, I thought she was an eight. But I thought for sure she was an eight, too. That's what sucked. I mean, like, I, I hate, 
I hate saying it sucks because it doesn't. You know what I mean? I <laughs> love it. I love the high, but like, I know, like I like I know what I'm doing with for these big fish, and I know there's tens, and I know there's nines, and I know there's eights. And you, you know, you when you think about it, when you get in this old school mindset of, well, you get lucky every once in a while. I think you tend to think when you catch a big one, you're like, well, time to wait another three months. But I think that's wrong. I think when you break that seal of, oh, that's what I did. You you think of all that mental math you did to to get to the point to where you're catching these fish consistently. And you're like, oh, that's what I did. You catch a six-pounder for the first time. You're like, oh, my gosh, all this worked. And then, boom, it happens again. And then, boom, it happens again. It's like it's just like anyone. Like with, with Josh Jones and his 15-pounders or – Bush with his 10-pounders, you know, I think that same mental mathematics applies to where you're, once you subconsciously do the right thing, you start subconsciously doing the right thing every time. And I don't know, I don't know if that makes sense because I'm a little bit tipsy right now. (laughs) No, that's something I I wanted to talk about too is, uh, like, you have a GoPro always running and that's very beneficial because... Uh, I don't know about you, but I know myself, I catch a fish and it's on GoPro and I'm fucking convinced it went one way. Like, oh, this fish bit, I set the hook right away. I grinded them in, took like 10 seconds and I caught it. And then I go and watch the GoPro footage and it's like, it took me fucking 30 seconds. The fish thumped and I took three more reel cranks before I realized I should set the hook and all this stuff. And you having a GoPro and like you said, like subconsciously, like, you you can play that shit back and know exactly what you did. Whereas oh, and it helps so much, man. Yeah, it like so I think much. I think I caught a fish doing this, so I spend the whole day fishing the fishing my glide bait like I thought I did, and then I go and watch the video and I'm like, oh, like I was doing it completely different, but for some reason I had it in my mind I was doing it this way, and I'm like, son of a bitch, like I I get caught up in the moment so much, and like uh, Dylan and I were talking about, like there's a point in time where you just fucking black out, like from when that fish fish eats to when that fish is in my hands and i'm taking a picture i don't really remember any of it other than me holding the fish up taking a picture getting the hooks out and putting it back in the water like the rest is just yeah. the like you you literally live in the moment and then that moment's fucking gone like you do not remember any of it you just have a a quick adrenaline dump and it's just fucking gone unless you have it on film yeah to an extent mainly like i do notice those things like fish biting i do watch for that in my gopro footage but a lot of times in the GoPro footage, what I'm really looking for is like, what was I doing when this fish bit? Like, what di- did I do that I didn't know I was doing or I knew that I was doing and out of habit did or was thinking and did? Like, I don't know. Like, so if you – I sent you the, the cash catch. I'll be damned if I post it within the next three months. But, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, like we'll get to that. We will get to that. But um, will this uh, spiced rum and oh my gosh, that shit is so nasty, <laughs> so gross. Oh man! But uh, I hope you got some water. Just like cool yourself. Well, I guess you don't have to cool yourself down. You probably got AC. <laughs> but, um, no. So one thing with this fish is uh, I started doing it a lot. Is the hotter it get, the more I do it. And the colder it gets, the more I do it. Like when it gets cold, cold. Not not in that transitionary period. So when your water, like, this is totally offside, but, like, I noticed, like, when the water is in a warming or cooling trend, 
your slow moving stuff is not that important. I mean, it is, but like when the water's changing temperatures, that's when the fish I think are I think they bite more. So you're more apt to use a moving bait and at least find feeding fish. But with this fish, so the story behind this one is me and Stu have this lake really local, relatively local. Not really local, but you know it's, it's local. It's easy to hit. And it's got big ones, and it's got a trout stock. So they're they're keyed in on big 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 baits, and they stay big year round because they eat the trout. And well, to an extent, I got like the six and a half I caught was nineteen inches long. And I mean, you could tell she'd been eating a trout. She still had one kicking in her, but which is so weird because I got her punching. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's so, really crazy. What's crazy about that is we've been throwing these glide baits and glides are such a good tool, man. They're just so good because the fish will give themselves up and they don't even know it. They think they know it and they, they, they look at you and you look at them. And they're like, I'm not going to bike today, but you're like, <laughs> I know where you live. Like it's too late now because now all I got to do is wait till you are. And so one thing I've noticed, and I don't want to go too deep into it because I'll open another brain catalog and we'll completely forget about the topic we were talking about. But one thing I've noticed is if I go back and look at these over six pound fish every time the moon, and I don't know anything about the moon. All I know is my buddy Blake. <laughs> all I know is my buddy Blake McFarland told me that it has something to do with these big fish biting. And then Jason Flesher, shout out to him from Bay University, Swim Bay Nation. Oh, Jason. Jason loves the show. He'll hear this. Really? Awesome. Yeah, well, Jason, he, he clued me into a little bit more about it. And one thing I notice is every single time I catch a big one, or Stu catches a big one, because like we're you know, we fish together all the time. That's my partner. He uh <laughs> I mean, it's on a moon set. Every time, every single lake here. I mean it's like clockwork during a moon set. The moon set February 22nd, and we caught 26 pounds, like, in Washington. Like, that's not normal. You know what I mean? And, yeah, I mean, we were jig fishing. It's not like we were swim bait fishing, but they hadn't stopped the trout yet. So the fish were all skinny and all had big heads and no bodies. And, like, a month later, every fish we were catching just was, like, gargantuous. You could tell they'd definitely been eating trout. I actually picked up a trout in that like one time, and I swear to God, she had so many scales missing. She didn't even look like a rainbow mm-hmm. trout. Well, she looked like a gizzard shed. She's just missing oh all her God. scales. I was like, what is going on with you? And then it clicked. I was like, oh, that's right. They're stocking so many trout in this lake, they don't even have to eat a bait. They just eat the trout. It's not, yeah. like they're, not like they're being picky, but I digress. So this fish, we, we found her throwing the glide bait. Uh, she was up under this dock. There's a grass line that runs up under the dock. And she's sitting on the corner of the grass line, corner of the dock, sitting under the dock for the shade, and sitting in the grass line for the food. The trout follow the grass lines where the bugs hatch. And, like, Stu gave me a good angle. Because Stu's a great fisherman. Don't take it the wrong way. But, and he can skip. But, I I don't know why God gave me the ability to skip a soft bait like he did, but for some reason, it's the only thing I've ever been really that good at in my life. <laughs> like, I can skip a soft swim bait with the best of them. And I'm not saying that to brag. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying it's the only thing I got going for me. 
So I skipped this bait up under the dock and dead sticked it. Just let it sit. And uh, bait's got scent on it, obviously. Like, if you're not using scent, use scent. Uh, bait's just sitting there, and I went to check it, and all I felt was that mush. So I swung. Uh, I swung, fish. You know, initially, I was so taken aback because dead sticking is one of those things where when you get bit, you almost can't believe you got bit. <laughs> and I could, I mean, really, I couldn't believe I got bit. I just swung. Get her in the net. Well, there's some time in between there, but get her in the net. Not really. I was using a Leviathan. Shout out to them. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, I couldn't believe how big her head was, man. Like, there's a video I think I put on my Snapchat. Dude, I was just shaking. I couldn't believe how big her head was. Like, when I saw her head, I was like, oh, man, we did it. Like, this is our eight. Time to go for a 10. You know what I mean? Like, this is a, this is a stepping stone. Boom. 710 to 697. I said, are you kidding me? Mm. Like, I mean, I didn't say, are you kidding me? But it's like, are you kidding me? Like, I've been so close so many times. But it's like, I know it's going to happen. I know it's going to happen one of these days. Maybe I just got to wait for the fall to happen and they start fattening up. Losing that metabolism. But, I mean, we've, I mean, we've been on that fish for two or three weeks. Stu's seen her a couple times. And then I saw her the last time I went. She chased a uh, fish everything crappie glide. Glide, dude, that thing is awesome. I've caught a lot of fish on it, like a lot of fish on it. But the problem is, is I just haven't caught a big one on it yet, so I haven't really taken any pictures. But I'll take some pictures for Phil when I get the chance. But and Vic, I need, I need, I need, uh, I need a bluegill bait, and I need a new baby. Vic's got a baby for me. It's gonna send me in the next couple days. I need one. He's got a rat for me. But I just haven't gotten on a rat bite to where I'm like, dude, send me this because I know it. Like, I want it to get like, I don't want him to send me a bait and it just sit. You know what I mean? Like, I feel bad when I'm not throwing the crappie because, like, I mean, it was a, he'd say it was a gift, but it was a gift. Like, I don't want to be like that dude who's like, oh, like, it looks good. Let me put it in the tackle box. Like, you know, like, I want to throw it all the time. And the problem is, like, I just sometimes, like, I know that bait's a burning bait. And it's a burning grass line bait. It's really good all the time. All all glide baits will work all the time. Don't get me wrong. But when you are on some grass and you need to burn above the grass, it is so hard to beat. Because it's got, like, shad profile burn baits, they don't displace as much water in that bluegill profile. I think because all fish eat bluegill, they're so used to the feeling of bluegill swimming through the water that when they feel that panicked bluegill swim, I don't know if it feels the same, but this is what I say in my head to justify it. They just come out and smoke it, dude. And it doesn't matter how big they are. Like, I think it's just because bluegill is such a universal food source that they just smoke it. But man, they, they do smoke that bait hard and they hit it hard when they hit it. Just burn, kill, burn, kill, burn, kill. Burn kill, throw again. Burn kill, burn kill, burn. Like and it's oh man, you can just go so fast with it. I love it. Are you able? Like, are you watching the bait? Like, can you see the bait when you cast it out there in your water? Yeah, I can see it. It's okay, a. Oh, go ahead. It's more like a swim bait than a glide bait. But what a swim bait doesn't do is when you pause it, kick. When you pause it, that bait kicks, kicks out. You know, foot and a half, two foot to the left, or foot and a half, two foot to the right. And that kick is what gets the bite. 
because like bone color baits, dude, fishing them for these river smallmouth, it is so much fun. You rip it outside of a like you cast it into the current and rip it outside of a break, and you go to you go to uh, to reel it to give it another glide, and that bait is like kicked sideways and set. And yeah, and then you just see the bait jump sideways. You're yeah. like, oh wait a minute, wait a minute. You know yeah, what else that does is it like reminds me of how insensitive our equipment really is, as sensitive as it can be. Oh, right, yeah. you, you see that happen, you're like, oh, I didn't even feel this till I went to reel. It's like when you're fishing like for bluegill and stuff. So like fishing a Nico rig, like you cast it out there, and like you can feel those fish like dump, like you can feel them hit it and like pick it up and stuff. But you just, I don't think you can transfer that. I think between like the heavy ass line and you're also using like a foot longer stick, like between all of that shit. But are you though? Really? Because think about it like this. Think about it like this. You buy a swim bait rod, right? Say foot long. It's got eight inches more grip on it. It's just a seven foot three with a longer grip. Yeah. But like I'm talking, like I'm using like a six ten. Oh so, yeah, yeah. I forgot you're using that freaking Powell. Yeah. So like, I mean, I you, can, so you, can feel, you can feel them like thump, and then you'll feel the thump thump, and then they'll start swimming with it. Relative to like a, a swim bait rod, like you don't you don't feel a thump. I mean, you do if you're if you're like constantly reeling in like a um, like a soft bait or like a swim. Yeah, bait or something. you're keeping that that steady tension. But even when it's even when it's slack line, like you can feel thump. And with a glide bait, I guess you don't. I mean, if you see it, you know it's there. But like, if you're f- actively gliding it, and you go to glide, and you're like mid reel turn, and you and feel it stops. Like, like, yeah, yeah, that's like obviously you know when there's a fish there. But like, sight fishing swim baits is so much fucking fun, and it's yeah, it's so it's shitty too because so like fun, you'll dude. see him, you'll see him like hit a bait. And I get really fucking excited, so I set the hook and just rip it right out of their mouth. And I'm like, damn it, that would not have happened if I didn't get to see that fish. Like, if I'd have waited for that fish to actually hit it and start to swim to the side, I wouldn't have done it. But because I saw that fish, I just screwed myself out of out of a out of a fish. And it's so shitty because it's like there's a trade off to it, but it's just so fucking fun to watch them eat. Like, I don't think I would trade it for feeling the bite. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I I definitely agree. And one thing I noticed too with swim baits is oh, with soft baits is um I tend to watch my line. Like I, I watch my line in the in the same way I watch my line when I throw a wacky rig. Because I'm not you know like I'm not throwing a swim bait all the time. I, I throw it all the time, but it's not a full time thing. Like I I'm not one of those dudes is like swim bait only and preaching swim bait this and swim bait that. Like it is a tool in the box for catching big fish. But so is a jig. And so is a wacky rig. I hate throwing a wacky rig. But for some <laughs> reason, dude, they just, it, it's the dumbest thing ever. But you can put it, you can skip it so well. And you can put it in their face for so long. Because I think a lot of it just is, it's right. You put it right in their face. You skip a wacky rig under the dock into the face of a six pounder, right? It's just floating in their face and they don't see you. What other thing is it going to do than bite it? You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Like, a wacky rig is so good at catching big fish. And so are the big ones. The big big wacky rigs. Like, uh, magnum baits, uh, they make that big crawfish bait. I know SB Fishings uses it on uh, YouTube a lot. and They're very popular up here, though. He makes a... 
he makes a six inch Senko, but the, it's like a really thick Senko. It's not like a normal Senko. It's like a big girthy Senko. Uh, that's what she said, but you know what I mean? Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, he makes a seven and an, or I don't think he makes seven. He makes an eight and a 10. The 10 really good. The 10 big though. You need like a flip oh, to throw it. Is this the guy who makes like the cross that are the size of a fucking mother? Yeah, yeah, no, not uh, the mother. The uh, he makes like a six inch. It's called a mauler, and then he makes like a jig trailer version called the mauler, uh, the smaller. And the jig trailer version remember, is just a neck down version. Do you remember Jackson sending that in the group chat in like 2017? It's like literally a crawdad trailer that's like the size of a fucking mother. It's like a lobster. I, I'm gonna try to find it now. I think if you, if you find it, send it to me. I don't remember it, but I think I know what you're talking about. It's like a saltwater bait. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah, yeah, I remember what you're talking about. No, it's not that he doesn't make them that big. Um, but you gotta think if a bass sees a crawfish that big, the crawfish is probably gonna whip that bass's ass. Right. I mean, crawfish is a pretty big deal. Like they they're not that nice. But the car, dude, we have huge crawfish up here. Like. Huge crawfish. That's why that mauler is so good up here. Like a lot of times when you look at like the Magnum Bates Instagram and stuff, it's all people from up here. I mean, that's also because he's up here, so maybe that cancels it out. But like, they eat giant crawfish up here regularly. Like I've got crawfish in my live well still, like claws that are like a good inch and a half long. It's fucking ridiculous. And that was all from like the same lake too. That was a that was a fun. That was potholes, but all the fish were small. So oh well. But I've been. Evan Evan knew who I was talking about. He sent me the page. I'm currently looking for this fucking picture because this <laughs> this bait is absolutely fucking massive. Oh, where's it at? Uh shit. I was gonna ask you about something. Um fuck, I can't remember it now. <clears throat> but this bait is literally the size of a mother and it's a it's a crawfish. Oh, that's what I was gonna say. We have some big ass crawfish in here too. And I think like, like a five or six inch crawfish could lay the wood to like a 15, 16 inch small mouth. Right, like, dude, they can smoke them. They got hands. Yeah, exactly. Got fucking like a fish don't have hands. Like, oh my gosh, it's such a crazy thing to like, like tactical bass when they post the videos of uh, of those of those like smallmouth and like the crawfish like uh, tailing up on them. Like, it's like you're about to get a can of whoop ass opened up on you, and they don't even fucking know about it. Take another swig. No, you're good. I've been slowly sipping this, and I've accidentally drank more than I thought I. I (laughs) (laughs) It'll be all right. It'll be all right. Uh, Oh, man. What else are we going to talk about? Oh, freaking pot liquors. No. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Oh man. So I got to tell the story, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna name names. There's a good chance to listen to this, and um, you know what? No hard, no hard feelings. It's um, the elephant in the room. <laughs> if it because, feels like it applies to you, it might be about you. It might be because, uh, and this is weird. This it feels weird because I'm not from here. You know what I mean? Like I've only been here <laughs> for half three. Oh man, I got here in June oh, 2020. Man. June 2020. So two years. So just over two over, years. Yeah, just over two years. Almost and um, two and a half. I haven't I this is the first year I really took 
bass fishing seriously. Like last year, I fished a little bit during the winter time and the summertime, and I caught some big fish. But I didn't really like. I re- like I wasn't going many places. Like I wasn't really fishing tournaments or really giant chasing or nothing of that. But this year, I decided like I really want to take it seriously because back home I did, and up here like there's an untapped resource. I mean, I hate to say it, but and there is a lot of pressure here now. And I'm not doing myself any favors by talking about Washington, but Washington's pretty good, dude. But mm-hmm. <laughs> it's awesome up here. I love it. Especially like the good anglers, uh, Frank Hedlund, uh, Brett Davis from 253 Caster and uh, Swim Bay Washington. Those are awesome guys. Those are two the tightest dudes I know. Corey Ishler, Blake Farland. Shout out to all of them. But um, so there's a big thing going on here right now with uh because bass fishing is kind of booming in a way instagram is huge here dude everyone has an instagram page and everyone wants to be that dude uh, (laughs) on instagram and i can you know i get it i'm not knocking it like if that's your hustle that's your hustle but what comes with that is this over over zealousy to yeah, I can't say fish that aren't theirs because it's a public resource. Like I'm, I if all people like I love the public land, like I love public land hunting. Like I'm not gonna get mad at people for fishing a public lake. But, but when you go to a lake or you know a lake and you get on Instagram and you see someone fishing there and they catch a big fish, that does not mean you're gonna go back and catch the same fish. It does not matter how you fish. It does not matter how what technique you use. If someone catches a a big fish, the fish is already caught. Um, and that does not mean the big ones are biting. Uh, anybody can get lucky. But what's going on right now is uh, we've been fishing this lake, and you know, like I hate to say we've been, we've been fishing this lake, but we've we've been putting some time in on this lake and. There's uh, there are people who do nothing but sit on Instagram all day, and like I said, I get bored too. I sit on Instagram all day too, but I'm out here chasing other people's bites. And one thing that's going on here is, you know, like I said, I'm not gonna name names. Like I'm not gonna. I'm not trying to make anybody feel bad. I'm not trying to hurt anyone's feelings. I get it. A lot of like a lot of these Instagram people and the, like I said, it's a booming industry here. It's a, it's a new thing. A lot of the people who do it are new to it, and they don't realize like certain etiquette things that are unspoken rules. But a rule, you know, like unspoken rules are still rules. Like if I see you post like post a fish somewhere, I'm not gonna just do what I can to go catch that fish. One, I'm 2,500 miles away. But even if I was, but even if I was 20 miles away, we have so much water out here, and it's all stocked with trout. There's big fish everywhere. You know what I mean? Like, not all stocked with trout, and there isn't big fish everywhere. But you get what I'm saying. Like, if you do your research, you can figure it out. Um, there, I made the mistake of posting a picture with a pretty recognizable background. 
and I tried to blur it as best I could, but you can only go so far with people who have lived here their entire life. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not from here, so as much as I blur something out to make it look unrecognizable, that doesn't mean other people aren't going to be like, oh, I was there the other day. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I fish there all the time. So Stu went and caught a... So... Still went and caught a giant for up here. Six, anything over six up here is a giant. And in my opinion. And he caught that fish in front of, in front of people. And <laughs> so he caught that fish and those dudes sat in that spot the rest of the night. Now granted, I get it. If I knew there were 14-pounders biting somewhere, I would probably fish there too. Because, or even 10-pounders biting like that. But they're not biting like that. But it looks like they are. Especially because social media, like, you don't see all the small fish. You don't see all the hours we've put in on that lake. Right. It looks like they're biting like that, and they're not. And so, these dudes... Um, they sat in that spot uh, the rest of the night, like the whole rest of the night. And you know, like I almost feel bad talking about it, but it's like it, I'm not gonna not talk about it because it, it does bother me. Like it's not that's not normal. Like that's not that's not etiquette. You know what I mean? Like that's not what we do. You know what I mean? Like I don't go to Frank and Brett and these dudes are catching freaking hammers, dude. They're blurring the backgrounds. They're being smart about their pictures. Like, I don't go to their stuff and just be, and just want to blow it up. But I get it because as so an angler who's on social media, if I know they're biting somewhere, I probably fish there. You know what I mean? Like, just like you would. Like, if we know OHIV's popping off, you don't think me you don't want to go to OHIV during April when they're on bed and just see what right. we can do. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I get it, but. At the same time, like, man, you're sitting in that – this lake is the size – this lake is not that big. And so it's obvious where we're at to some people. And they go there, and they sit there, and I think they caught, like, a two-and-a-half-pounder. Hey, man, good for them. Good for them. You know what I mean? But yeah, what, what happened – at home. What happened Saturday? And, and, and as – much as it shouldn't bother you, right? Because it's just a two oh, and a half pounder. It, a two and a half pounder to us is like, you know what I mean? Like, it, it doesn't. I love catching fish, don't get me wrong, but like, I'm not. Two and a half pounder, I'm putting them back. Like, it's immediately off the hook into the water. They don't even get the picture. Love them to death. They don't get the picture. But it's, um, I hate saying um so much. I know you're going to have to cut all this. <laughs> but, oh, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But, um, it's not uh you're not gonna catch the same fish everyone else. like if you see a six pounder get caught, the six pounder's already been caught. She's not biting again for another couple days, at least a couple days. Probably a couple years. But uh man. These dudes, um and they've been nothing but it's so hard, man, because they've been nothing but like good like they're good people. They don't mean wrong by it. They don't. 
And I, I hate def- to I hate defending Brian. Huh? They just want to catch an eight pounder. Damn it! Don't know so do I. So do I. But like, that's the reason I'm saying this. <laughs> but it's like, um, you know, as I get it, I see where they're coming from. But this kind of stuff doesn't happen overnight. You know what I mean? Like this, this whole catching, like this big fish. Anyone can get lucky once in a while. And a lot of people do get lucky once in a while. But to discredit and to say, well, the spot doesn't matter is not true because it does. And what you're doing matters. And the time a day matters. All this stuff matters. I think Mike Gilbert had the video where he was like qualifying to catch trophy fish. And he was like, I think Bill Murphy talks about it too, but he's like, think about like you start off with a hundred points and every time you mess up, you deduct some points and whatever that freaking percentage is divide it again. And that's what you're going to catch a big fish by. Well, all that little stuff adds up. You know what I mean? All that stuff adds up slamming your cholum or running your cholum or at all. Letting them know you're there. This, this Making bad casts. Hitting every single bridge piling I see. Never changing my hooks out. I retie very often now. Uh, what else do I fuck up on all the time? It's mostly casting. I'm a pretty wild caster, but I don't give a shit. I fucking cast it up in those tight spots. If I bounce it off the damn piling, it's whatever. Looks natural. <laughs> right? <laughs> I have super glue and baking soda. I, I'm not saying I'm great at putting baits back together, but that tack or that uh, fuck um, baby paperweight lasted me way longer than I thought it was going to. It was to the point where the back the back uh, hook hanger almost pulled out of the the uh, the super glue, and I think it was because like there was fish hanging on by the back hook. But then before that could break, I was on the phone with my dad, and I made a very harebrained cast towards the uh, towards towards the bridge, and I was not paying attention. I I hit that fucking bridge about four foot above the water, and I was like, "Son of a bitch!" So it's still had some momentum. <laughs> yeah, yeah four foot above the water, you're still moving. <laughs> yeah, I think like I like did like a halfway look, like I knew where I wanted to cast, and I think I just kind of barrel casted it and there it goes in my mind i thought it was going to be like six foot higher upstream six foot higher up the stream and it was six foot lower and approximately four foot higher than where it should have been at that spot and as soon as it hit i knew i was like fuck i was like yeah this bait's done because that piece is not going to float back up to the top because there's about a pound and a half of super glue or a pound and a half of fucking gorilla glue on that piece so this bait's just going to go home and sit on the shelf now yeah, but yeah, dude, my workhorse looks so bad. That thing gets chewed. Oh man, that's a it. I, people say what they want to say about Mickey. You'll notice, right? Mickey comes off as aggressive, and but if you look at the people who are saying stuff to him, he gets far more hate than he projects. <laughs> like way more. Like it's not even close. People do not like Mickey, and they refuse to buy his baits. Well, that's good because I'll buy them myself. They are amazing. Everything he puts out is amazing. The carves, yeah. the carving work on that freaking uh, what's that bait I got? Bluegill, uh, the wing junior. Oh my gosh! Like that's art in fishing form. 
But I digress. So what I was saying about this dude sitting in that and sitting in that spot. Um, we were fishing, so it was Saturday. I caught that fish, and we got there early. I had a birthday party to go to, so uh, and it's right next to that spot's like close to the house. not right next to the house, but you know, twenty five minutes away. But it's in the same direction as where we need to go. So. We go there, and you know, like we've had that fish follow several times, but we fish, you know, we punch our spot. That's oddly specific. We punch that spot and catch three or four. Uh, I mean, nothing big, but decent fish, three to four pounds, and uh, we. I look over, I hear a boat running, and I look over and it's these dudes. And <laughs> like I said, like I'm not hating on them. They they just don't know better. You know what I mean? Like it, I it's gonna sound bad. But you remember when uh if you read the Bible, <laughs> this is odd it's is gonna sound weird, but it's it it's relevant, I promise. You know the Bible? You ever heard the story of when Jesus is carrying the cross and everyone's throwing stuff at him and blah, 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 blah. And he says, forgive yes. them. They know not what they do. They don't know. It is, they're ignorant to what's going on. And ignorant doesn't mean bad. They're not. They just don't know. And, uh, oh, my God, my neighbors don't shut that dang dog up. <laughs> Anyways. So they go running down this bank, and they see us fishing there. So thank God, finally, they gave us the space. <laughs> and they start fishing down the bank towards us. All good. You know what I mean? Small lake. I'm not complaining about them fishing towards us. But I noticed they didn't put a bait under the dock. And I was like, oh, interesting. And it's just in the back, oh, of like back, it's back of the brain ammo. You know what I mean? Stuff you think about. And we, we pull up. Stu's like, yeah, that's where she was. I'm like, all right. Line up, cast, dead stick the old battle shad in there. And that was my first fish on that bait. And it broke the freaking bait. A battle shad with a head harness. Broke the head harness. What? Oh, Mike posted a video on how to fix that, I think. Maybe not. I don't know. I didn't really get to see he it. Posted a picture, he posted a video on how to rig it. Oh, not how to fix it. I, I text him on Snapchat, and he still doesn't answer me. I think I fixed it. I, I just used some uh, super glue, like Gorilla Glue, because it's a... Actually, I'm not going to say what it is on the podcast, because I, I don't want to, like, blow that out of the water. Burning people's baits and shit. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm not going to be that guy, but basically, I chose a glue that's the same material, and I put the eye back in. Hope Or not the eye, but I put an eye back in the bigger threads, and hopefully it holds. It should. But, um, no, I did. That, that was the first fish on that bait. That thing is awesome. So the citizen, when it sinks, it spirals. And that was probably good for people. Not good for me. I like that straight swim. I like it to look realistic as, as much as it can to fall into the bottom. But if you look at that vi the video I sent you, um, the fish is just, like, the bait's sitting on the bottom for, like, a good 10 seconds. You know, and the fish, I'm imagining, the fish is just looking at it. And picks it up, and then I pick like I felt her. I felt my line mush 
mush up and just like a jig swung like a jig and got her in the boat she's seven well 697 but what happened is they fished right by that dock and we just slipped in right behind them i mean right behind them in the cast of catch i think you can see him coming back to see the fish we caught uh <laughs> we just slipped right behind him and Oh man, it was it was awesome. Like like it's just one of those things where it's like the most poetic justification ever, most poetic justice ever. And uh, and it sounds so like bad because you hear people on the forums, especially like Universe and Nation, and I keep advertising Universe even though I'm an admin and Nation. Oh well. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> I don't care. It's just what it's all fishing. But one thing I notice is um, people get on there and they're like, "Why don't? Why aren't the older guys like the people who are catching fish like sharing all this information?" Like you'll notice if you get on those swimbait pages a lot of the times, like a lot of people divert divulge the most information. Aside from the most recent post where it was like experienced swimbaiters, like what's one thing like you would tell people? One. Get a couple baits. Don't buy a lot of baits. Get a couple baits. Figure out how to work them. Figure out how to work them for each water temperature and season. And just use them. Uh, have one that mimics a shiner shad. Have one that mimics a bluegill. And have one that mimics a freaking trout. If you got trout. But. One thing that people like. A lot of new people complain about it. And I get it. Is like. Why don't you want to share information? Like, why don't you want to tell people, like, what you're doing? Like, and it's not because I don't, like, if anyone reaches out to me in a personal message, right, a DM, and is like, what are y'all doing to catch these fish? Like, oh, I will tell you whatever you want to know. You know what I mean? Like, I have nothing to hide to someone who isn't going to exploit it. And I hate to say exploit it because it's not even like I'm a, like, I'm not a pro or anything. I'm just, you know, I'm able to consistently get lucky. That's all catching big fish is, is consistently getting lucky. Like everything has to go right. You have to set the hook right. You have to get the bite. You have to make sure they get in the net or get in the boat if you boat flip them. And if you're able to consistently get lucky like that, like you'd think there'd be some more appreciation towards the man, that dude knows like I'm not saying for me. I'm saying for in general. I'm saying like, do you think there'd be a little bit more of a he knows what he's doing, or he, uh, or she, is is dialed. And a lot of it anymore is this. What are you doing? Like, where are you at? Like, what bait is that? Like, these are all like valid answers and valid questions. But these aren't the answers to the test. These are just like clues. Like, I can tell you where I'm at, but I already caught the fish. You know what I mean? Like. And maybe there's a school of them. Maybe they're all big. But they're probably not. You know? And they're probably pretty spooked. You know, a seven-pounder up here is 25 years old. Older than me. <laughs> so, like, to just give this up is... It's asking a lot of people. Like, I saw... And I'm, I will name drop one of them. And Daryl Donarski at Double D... His, 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 his Instagram is at Double D Bass Fishing. He's a guy up here. 
He's got three tens, three over ten. He's got, and recently he just caught one, and he put it up in the swim bait forums, and there was a dude on there. Like, I don't understand the black, the background blurring. I don't understand yada, yada, yada. Like, man, I live in this state. You think I don't want to know where a 10-pounder is at? You got to be crazy. Of course I want to know where a 10-pounder is at. <laughs> but I'm not on here asking and belittling someone because they're blurring their stuff. Because this is all information that doesn't – you don't just learn where these big fish are by reading a book or reading a post or looking at Instagram or, or anything like that or watching YouTube. Like – you learn where these big fish are at by going and fishing for them. Like throwing the glide bait, you know, throwing the the soft bait, throwing the hood, throwing a freaking punker, throwing you name it. Finding these big fish is only a quarter of the battle, but it's a really important quarter of the battle. <laughs> you gotta know where they're at. Like you don't just go fishing for big fish in a lake full of two pounders. Unless you know where the 10-pounders are. You know what I mean? Like, if you watch Keith Wilson down in Florida, like, you, Florida's got the most dinks of any state in the country ever. Like, it takes one year for a fish in Florida to reach dink status. And there's a lot of dinks spawning. So, there's a lot of them there. And he's out there catching 11 and 10-pounders after the grass has been killed in certain lakes. Like, that's it. Like that is a an achievement, and to the, I feel like a lot of these guys like dismiss that. Obviously, Florida's a little different because you really can't tell where anyone's at by looking at the background unless there's like trees and stuff in the background because it's all reeds. It all kind of looks the same to me. <laughs> but um, yeah, Keith's a fucking stick, dude. He dude, that like... dude's crazy. Are you kidding me, bro? He's got like. How many double digits on that freaking? And it's on the battle shad too. That's what's cool about it is the battle shad and the season. Like, he's it's definitely like a. You could use a mag draft to do the same thing, but the mag draft didn't, just didn't have the profile. It doesn't have the same drawing power that those baits have. And like I fish them both side by side, it just doesn't. Like the mag draft is a great bait. Don't get me wrong, because it comes through stuff a little bit better, but it doesn't have the like hole that those fish have like that those baits have those baits have that same not the same but that pole that like a glide bait has like they see a glide bait they're like what is that well imagine just like a just like a minnow swimming and, i mean the big ones don't but the freestyle looks like a minnow swimming i mean even though it's putting off a lot of water it's still a big meal it's not the same as like they're not looking on the bottom like a fish isn't sitting on the bottom and sees a shadow and looks up and says oh that's another fish where, you know, they see the Magdraft shadow, they're like, what in the world is that thing with a freaking Colorado blade for a tail? Right. And fucking weird, dude. It's almost like drawing power, I guess. But anyways, like, that dude is, that dude's on him. But you'll notice he's not name-dropping lakes. None of these guys are. None of these dudes catching big fish anymore name-dropping lakes. And good for him. Like, I think a lot of people have that... They don't see what goes into it. All they see is the result. And if you just look at Instagram, all you see is the five and five to ten pounders. You don't see the numerous things. You don't see the numerous days without a fish. You don't see the. Yeah, I mean, there's so many stuff. There's so much stuff that doesn't go on Instagram, to where people are like, "Well, he's catching all these big fish." 
But, like, I want to catch big fish. Well, like, you know what I mean? Like, then put in the same amount of time. Like, put in the work. There's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with going to the lake. There's nothing inherently bad about just going and fishing and not catching fish, but just trying to learn. Like, don't throw a mother. Throw If you're getting into this, you probably don't throw a mother. I shouldn't have said that. Throw a big glide bait. Throw a throw the biggest bait in your box, an eight inch mag draft, like something that the fish see and are like, oh, come look. And then when they come look, you see them and you're like, ha, got you. There's only one stump in that direction. Where do I think you're sitting? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not as hard as people say. A lot of it is getting lucky, but you can only get lucky so many times before the luck com- becomes consistent. And that's not luck. Yeah, I was just about to say it's it's lucky until you realize, oh shit, this is what they're doing. Like this is what I need to replicate in areas relative to this. If I want, we were sitting, we were sitting in the grass the other day, drinking water. Look down, and a four pounder swims into the mat. Swims from outside the grass to under the grass. And I was just telling Stu, I was like. I shouldn't have said we. He was. I don't know why I said we. <laughs> shouldn't have said that. Anyways. Uh, I was just telling him, I was like, I don't think they're sitting in this. Like, like I don't think this is their home. I think they're using this to feed because they feel comfortable underneath it. Because there's so much pressure. And I think when they don't see you and they don't have any indication there's a human there, I think they're more willing to hunt. I.e. nighttime. But you can't night fish that lake, so that would. I mean, I, I wish you could. Well, it's like a there's a, like a county park for the ramp, oh, and that's okay. the only public ramp. So there's crackheads in Washington, so I understand why they close it. As disappointing as it is, that's that was my rant about people blowing up spots, and I think there's so much you can do to not blow up a spot. It sounds selfish, but like think of the people who don't have Instagram. You know what I mean? Think about the old dude who got into swim baits because he watched Southern Trout Eaters and saw it on Tackle Warehouse and decided to buy it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, right. Like, how many dudes are doing that that we don't know about because they're not on Instagram, they're not on Facebook? Actually, they're probably on Facebook. But they're just fishing. Uh, fishing these big baits and fishing for these you don't even have to fish a big bait to fish for big fish is the thing like just understanding where they are and what they're eating and how they're feeding too if they're feeding up they're feeding down they're feeding mid mid column uh affects you know what you throw like if they're on the bottom a jig is probably the best bait like you just put it in front of their face and it does nothing but move just sits there in front of their face looking like a crawfish. Like, how much better of a bait is there? Right. <laughs> like, even the brush guard looks like their antenna. So, like, you can put it anywhere. You, Anyways, Jake is the best bait. But, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But it's like, you can only get lucky so many times and, I feel like a lot of people like don't realize that they just see the big fish and they go running towards the big fish or if they would just sit down and be like, man, maybe there's big fish in this lake. I've been fishing all the time. 
if I just changed what I was doing a little bit, you could probably see that. At least see them. You know, we got clear water. You probably at least see them. It's not a. It's not a. I don't know. I I think a lot of it's a, a social media thing. They want the picture. They want the likes, and I get it. But at the same time, I think that. Man, we are drunk. I think yeah, that I'm not talking. I am sufficiently sauced right now. Sufficiently sauced. <laughs> this but, fifth uh, is almost gone. I'm not gonna finish it, but it's almost gone. I'm in here sweating my ass off, holding <laughs> on to reality very slightly. Oh man, but I think uh, <laughs> I think a lot of people are just in for the likes, and I think bass fishing is a good outlet. I think it's a popular thing coming up. I think it's an easy way to throw some cloud on social media. And I don't think a lot of people are like real trophy hunters. Like I say I'm a trophy hunter. It sounds so weird. Like I hate saying that, but I like catching. I love catching big fish. You know what I mean? Like that's my, I get my adrenaline rush. I start my shaking when there's a six, six plus in the net. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, Oh man, here we go. Is this the one? Because it, you never know. Like, Sometimes that 21 inch looks like a six pounder ate a couple trout that day. Maybe she's a seven and a half or eight. Or maybe that eight and a half is closing on state record and you don't know it because she just ate a couple trout. You know what I mean? Or a couple bluegill or a bunch of crawfish. Like, I love looking at them in the net. I love the, I love the chase form. Oh man, the chase form is the best because it's, it leads into that. So much build up, so much like so much has to go right for that to happen. It's just like, oh, I can't believe this worked. I can't believe the thing that was supposed to work worked. You know what I mean? Like swim baits are the weirdest thing because like when you catch a big one on a swim bait, you're like, oh no way. The big bait caught the big fish. Yeah, of course <laughs> it did. Of course it did. Don't you feel smart? You threw the big bait and you caught a big fish. Wow. Congratulations. Two plus two equals four. Like, like, it's such a weird concept. Like, we get so excited over it, but we do. And, like, I get, I'm not knocking it at all. I love it. I love it so much. Like, oh, man, especially just the, oh, man, when you swing and the head doesn't move. That's why I love a soft bait. Because a glide bait, you know what I mean? You kind of reel into them. And you swing a little bit. But, like, a soft bait, you get the bite. And then you, and then that, there's like a two second period after that where you're like, oh no, what are you? And when it doesn't move, it doesn't come up or it comes up and all you see is the mouth. You're like, oh my gosh, what have I done? What yeah. have we done? Those, those small mouth I was hooking yesterday, like casting into the current. And it's hard to tell when you're casting into the current that fast, like from a spillway dam that's open, like. You, you try to go to catch, I mean, I'm fishing a Corrado HG, so like I'm going to try to catch up to my fucking bait, and it's like there's nothing there, and come to find out it's because there's a smallmouth, you know, 10 feet down pool already swimming away with your bait, and so when you finally catch up and swing to it, that that fish had had time to not necessarily spit the bait, but realize why am I chewing on this piece of plastic? Right. And, and then you only have them by one hook, and, and you lose them, and then when you see them, like, that pisses me off a lot, but the one I caught yesterday, I think was definitely the biggest. And now an eight, like 
15 yards away and i just i I remember sweeping into it and the momentum like you can tell when it's kind of a big fish and it's been following it because like your momentum with the hook sweep you'll see that fish because that fish has so much forward momentum like going to hit your bait that like it almost like turns it sideways and i saw this fish flash and i was like oh my gosh like this this fish is very deep yeah for the, yeah the knee deep water i'm fishing right now and i'm standing yeah. on this rock i'm standing on this like mossy ass rock trying not to fall in and i see and like the the smallmouth has literally this s waiver t-bone so it's like fuck like how the hell am i gonna grab this fish like do i just suck it up and stick my hand in the mouth and take a hook or do I try to like football grab it like I'm like I'm fishing a BASS tournament? So I just grabbed it in the mouth. I'm like, uh, I don't have any pliers, so this will be fun. And luckily, yeah, I I... <laughs> yeah. Dude, smalls are fun, dude. I I miss fishing for them. So we, I say I miss fishing for them. We got plenty of them, but I just don't fish for them a whole lot. Mainly because like I want my ten pound largemouth more than anything. I want a ten pounder. Uh, or I I want to catch a ten pounder more. I want to kill an elk. That's a lie. I shouldn't have said that. That's not true. <laughs> but I do. Oh man, that's a goal of mine for sure. And what sucks is like I live somewhere where they were getting caught all the time and didn't catch one. Like, how does that work? I was throwing big fish baits. I was throwing my trap. I was throwing my DT six. Like, how in the world was I not catching a freaking ten pounder? Oh well. Yeah, I caught my nine four. Right. But. Oh man, that was a fun day. But well, that's one thing I noticed too is like you were saying, like they're ten feet down current. I've started fly fishing a lot, just because like I love fish. Like I love fishing. I grew up loving fishing, but like bass fishing is now to the point where I'm like I go like I go looking for big fish or I'm fishing a tournament. And trout fishing, I get that same little sense of uh, that big fish feeling I get when I catch like a you know, six pounder or seven pounder. I get that when I catch like a decent trout and it doesn't even have to be a big trout. I'm like, Oh man, like that's cool. You know what I mean? Like when Evan took me, uh, shout out to Evan Norris, the dunkle. He, mm -hmm. uh, he took me, uh, fly, we went fly fishing in North Carolina when I was home on leave one time. And like, I think our first part of the day, I caught like a 21 inch rainbow. And like, it wore me out. Like, I'll never forget that. What was crazy about it is I saw the fish and put the fly in front of the fish and the fish ate. I was like, no way. Are you kidding me right now? There's no way the fish is ate. And I swung, sure enough, she ate. Oh, she ate. That fish, like, when we were fighting it, it went between my legs and then out of between my legs and then between Evan's legs and then back and then between the other guy's legs. Aaron, I think is his name. I went between his legs, like, and it came out. When we edited it. It was so funny, dude. That was a fun. That was oh man, that was one of the f more fun days I've had fishing. Just because ah, fly fishing is like so cool, man. Like it's because I think it's because I'm like so new to it. Like I just get the enjoyment, like just going like somewhere cool and catching fish. Like the views you get when you're like up in the mountains trying to catch a brook trout or a freaking cutthroat is just nuts. And they eat top water. He's throwing a dry fly. It's like nice. And like the cool thing is, is like trout follow a bait way more than bass do. Like trout are such more of a sight feeder than a bass is, in my opinion. I guess depending on the bass, because different bass populations feed differently. But 
dude, like trout, like I don't know if you've ever gone to like a trout pond and thrown like a rooster tail, but like you'll watch them, they'll just chase it all the way to the bank. And you'll throw it back at them and they'll eat it. But like trout, you throw like a big hunk of streamer out there, bro. Like a big streamer, like a glide bait sized streamer. And they come up and smoke that thing. It is the same reaction you expect from bass that have never seen a glide bait, and it is the coolest thing. Mm-hmm. The coolest thing. And when I caught, I caught a. I want to say it was like twenty six inch steelhead, twenty seven inch steelhead, and I caught him on a fly streamer fishing, like for trout in a trout stream. Like I didn't know he was there. I guess there's some sort of ocean connection that I didn't know about. And he came up and made the fly I was throwing just disappear. Like it was never even there. Like just smoked it. And then fought as hard as you think a 27-inch trout fights. Sea run trout. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like he, this dude's been running from sharks his whole life. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like he just, he swam the, he, I mean, and I'm not kidding, he swam so far up that creek i just jumped in and just started following him like what else are you gonna do just i just hoped i could wear him out right even a streamer rod you're only still only throwing like 12 pound test for the you know the tippet so yeah dude that's so fucking crazy dude it is so fun like go with nate if you ever get the chance go with nate and go mousing it's so much fun all mousing is the coolest thing because it's at night you can't see anything at all your sploosh You're like, what was that? And it wasn't there. Like, you get so many hits at night mousing and then not catch a fish. It's some of the most annoying stuff ever. But then you catch one, it's like a 30 inch brown. You're like, what? <laughs> but, um, God, dude, trout fishing is so much fun because it, like, there are things you can take from that. That putting the, the main thing I've learned from fly fishing is you can put a bait in front of a fish's face. And they're just not going to eat. They're just not. It doesn't matter how good it looks. Because however good you think you see a bait and don't see a hook, multiply it times four. That's how a fish sees it. Right. And they've been doing this their entire life. So if a fish does not want to eat, it's not going to eat. It's just not. Unless you make them react. So you throw a streamer, and then boom, the child's like, oh my gosh, I got this predatory instinct, and I can't fight it. They're not hungry, they just can't help themselves. It's it's the same reason a rattle trap catches big fish. They hear this, you think they want to bite that? There's nothing, no bluegill sounds like that, no crawfish sounds like that. Get out of my face, boom, and they bite it. And boom, you catch it 11.57, like Parker caught that one day. That's Biggest fish I ever held in my hands. That was a, that was a, man, that was a crazy day. But no, fish are fucking weird. <laughs> aren't they? Aren't they? It's so weird because I say all this, right? I say all my theories on these big fish. Like, oh, I dead sticked it and the bait didn't move and the fish was like, oh, never mind. That's real. Boom. Done. Like, what's to say he was like, you know what I mean? Like, what do I actually know? All I'm exactly. like, all I can provide you like or anybody is like what i've seen or my experiences and i can tell you what people say on swimbait nation or swimbait universe 
I can tell you what gets regurgitated every day. That big fish like to be next to deep water. That big fish like this. That big fish like that. But I've caught eight pounders in two feet of water with no deep water around. You know what I mean? Like, I can say all this stuff. But my experiences with the fish and my experiences fishing, like, if they don't match that, like, what am I saying? All I'm telling you is stuff. I'm just saying words. This is circling all the way back to go do your own shit. Like, <laughs> exactly, man. Like, there's so much pride in that. Like, it feels so good. It feels so good, man. Like, especially when you're like, stuff starts cracking off and you got four giants in 10 days. And you're like, you know what? Maybe I'm doing all right. Because a lot of PBs up here are four pounds. Four pounds, eight ounces. So when you catch a seven-pound fish, or 6.97-pound fish, it feels pretty freaking good. Like, it's like, you know, like you're doing something different. You're doing, you're catching a caliber of fish that isn't attainable by the average population without getting lucky. And when you catch four of those in a week, or 10 days. Your boat, there's four of them in your boat in 10 days. It's like, you know, maybe there's something to this. Like, you know, maybe, maybe this stuff I'm learning, maybe this experience is on the water. Maybe this isn't just, you know, maybe this is valuable. And then it is. And when you catch that fish and you're shaking, are you going to tell me that it's not, it's not, you know, ap applicable? That throwing a glide bait all, all, all day, seeing an eight-pounder follow it, and then coming back the next day on a moon set and catching that fish, like or seven-pounder, shouldn't have said eight-pounder, my bad. Seven-pounder catch it, and you catch it, it's like, is that random? Is it is it random, or do I know what I'm doing? I don't think I know what I'm doing personally. I think I barely got a grasp. I barely got a grasp, because there's so much to fish that we don't know. Something's going to make that fish eat a wacky rig one day. And she's going to be 13 pounds. And she's going to be a state record. But I caught her when she was 7. And I caught her on a battle shad. And my memory of this fish is a 7 pounder on a battle shad. And Greg just caught the state record. And it was his 4th bass ever. Because he was throwing a wacky rig. Isn't that crazy? It's so fucking weird. To think Isn't that nuts? Like... Yeah, we could do all this, right? And the truth is, no one's really going to care because the only fish that get looked at are the freaking records. But they don't see the the Brett Davis, Brent Davis, catching however many sixes and sevens he's caught this year. He might have even caught an eight. I don't even know. I, I got to text him. Or Frank catching how many sixes and sevens this year. You know, these close friends of mine being consistent and me and Sue have caught I don't know, I've got like four over sixes here, two two sevens, three, well, I got a 682, a 694, and a 697, and every single one of them bounced into seven. So, call it what you will. I've got three of them. I don't know how many fives, man. Like, I really couldn't tell you how many fives. I couldn't, I definitely couldn't tell you how many fours. Like, once you break into like the female category of bass, you start catching those four pounders, and you're like, it, it kind of happens pretty often. We caught one like yesterday, like, and 
and all this stuff. Like I really couldn't tell you the answer, but I know as someone who loves this and respects this, that when I look at, you know, my peers like Steven Clipper or Brent or Jason or you name them, there's so many great dudes in this now. Riley or, oh man, you name it, Vic. So many dudes I can name, right? Brent, Frank, Corey, Blake, like Stu, a partner. Like, I got nothing but respect for them because I know the respect they have for the fish. I know what went into that. I know the consistency. I know how hard it is to be consistent. And I think once you know that, it almost brings you full circle and you're like, you know, maybe I don't want to post that background. Or maybe I don't want to name that lake. Because it, at the end of the day, like, as, as bad as I want it for myself, and as bad as I want to catch that 10-pounder or that state record, because it's here. I've seen the fish. I know she's there. I try to bring this full circle. <laughs> as bad as I want it to be for me, right? The only other person, only other group of people I want it to be for, now don't get me wrong, if an 8-year-old goes and catches a 14-pounder in Washington and breaks a state record, awesome. That is so cool. Good for them. But if I was to watch one of my best buddies do it, who someone who I know has put the time in, I know they, they're dialed, and it, boom, it freaking connects. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Dude, I'm hyped. It was two FaceTimes with a 734 in the bottom of the boat. His second fish on an S-waiver ever. You'd not think I'm freaking stoked? Like, I'm not watching my results. I'm watching a cumulative result of dudes going out, understanding the water, understanding what they're eating, understanding, you know, to the best of our ability, what these fish want. And it, it boom, it works. And all of a sudden, the PP is broke. All of a sudden, the biggest fish we've ever seen is caught. All of a sudden, we've caught four of the biggest fish several people have ever seen in the state are caught. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying a seven-pounder is the biggest fish. A lot of people have caught seven-pounders up here. But I'm saying we caught one in front of people whose PB was five. So, you know, you get on this soap. Man, I'm on a soapbox right now. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry about that. But it's like, you know, I, I can't help but want it for the dudes that respect it. And I admire when they go to a lake I fish all the time and don't post the back now. Because <laughs> I know how dialed I want to be. How dialed, how close I, you know, everyone's so close to knowing what the code is, but we're really not. Until we are. You know what I mean? Until, until it is a big one. And I think as important as knowing the spot in the lake the fish are on, there's so so much cooler to just figure something out and then just start reaping the reward. Especially like I've been watching this dude. Uh, he watches your podcast a lot, Stephen Clipper. Yeah, Steven and I talk a lot, like every day. You eight, <laughs> so we talk, we talk today as well. He caught like an eight pound, nine ounce fish up there in Canada, in BC, which is, 
I mean, he's only two and a half hours from me max. So, I'm we're fishing for the same quality of fish. But it's just so cool to see, man. It's just like, dude, like, this dude's putting in the effort. Like, this dude is grinding. He knows what the bad days are like. He knows what the good days are like. Boom, it works. Boom, it works. Boom, it doesn't work. Boom, it works again. And it's like, you know what I mean? Like, how could you not have admiration for those dudes? And, like, how, like, I don't understand how you could look at, like, an Instagram post of someone catching a big fish and being, and be like, I get how you could be like, oh, I wish that was me. No one looked at the picture of Bash Jack with an 18 and a half pounder on one of his own baits and was like, I wish that wasn't me. You know what I mean? Like, no, it's so hard. Like, everyone looks at it like, oh, I wish that was me. But how many people are like, I feel like it, there's a certain like level of respect where you're like, you know what? He did it. He figured it out and he did it. And I feel like this is not the, I feel like we're slowly kind of losing that. I feel like we want, I feel like a lot of new people to this swim baiting and big, like trophy hunting for big fish. I feel like a lot of them want that two step process to where they're like, oh my God, there's an eight pounder in a boat. Well, if you're not in a state like Texas or Florida or Alabama or Tennessee, a lot of times it's going to take a little bit more than a two step process. It's gonna take it. It's gonna take a little bit more than that. And anyone can get lucky anywhere. Don't get me wrong, but your chances down there are a lot bigger than they are up here. But there's still big ones up here. And I just don't understand how you could look at something like what Stu's doing or Frank's doing, and your first reaction just be like, "Dude, we should go there because I bet you like we could catch one." I bet you, like, if we went to Lake XYZ because this dude went there, I know he's, like, local there. He probably fishes all the time. He probably knows what's going on. Probably is a little bit clued in. I bet you we could go figure it out. I bet you, like, if we just put some time in, it would probably be all right. Except they don't want to put the freaking time in. They just want to follow you around. (laughs) I mean, I I was being nice earlier, but that was not cool. Just gonna be real with you. This is not cool. But I'm glad you got to see your PP get caught. <laughs> um after you passed it. <laughs> you should get better skipping, what can I say about? <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. <clears throat> Damn, I feel like we've been talking for a while. Dang. Yeah? Well uh I kind of got on a soapbox at the end, my bad. I didn't no, mean to do that. Good, man. I'm just listening. I'm just vibing. Vibe, dude, this. I know what you mean. I've not, <laughs> not taken a sip of alcohol in at least 30 minutes. And that has not put out the fire in my chest or removed <laughs> the blood from my eyes. No. Oh, man. Oh, man. This is going to be a good one. This is going to be a good one. I'm probably listening to this one. Because I'll probably be like, I'll probably be listening to this one and being like, what in the world did you just say? <laughs> do you listen to your own podcast and you'd be like what in the world was i talking about uh you i know i, I do. listen to it i listen to it when i uh like i i go through and i listen to make sure there's nothing like crazy said or cut out like filler words but other than that no i don't listen to it at all really never really <laughs> yeah I've, I guess I've it makes sense. Conversa- I lived the conversation once. I don't need to hear it again. Not that I can't take anything away from it, but it's like 
I know the answers because I asked them and I listened to them. Hey, bro, think about it like this. Think about how many times you go back and watch a GoPro footage of you catching a fish. It's a profession. It's a craft. You know what I mean? Yeah, I probably I'm not, should. I'm not saying you're doing anything wrong. Don't take it the wrong way. But like, <laughs> it, you know, I listen to what you, like I listen to my own podcast. Not because I like think I'm great or anything, but like I'm just like, oh man, I said that. What was I thinking? Why was I thinking that when I said that? I think I it'll be more beneficial. Wow. Like this time next year, it'll be beneficial to listen to like the first thirty because. I'll have 30 more under my belt and I won't remember. But like I could listen to the first episode with Trevor. I could probably listen to that and not remember a fucking lick of what I said. But as far as like listening to to my one with Phoenix, like I remember everything that was said in that one just because that Man, that's a hammer. That kid is a freaking that kid is a hammer. And I and I feel like I kind of relate to him because I've fished both sides of the country now. You know what I mean? Yeah, that is a cool dude. Like Phoenix is one of them dudes, like, I have never spoken to him other than, like, Facebook and Instagram and stuff like that. He's one of those dudes where you're like, yeah, I can get along with this cat. He's all right. You know what I mean? Like, he's all right. But, dude, I put a picture up of my freaking truck the other day, and he was like, dude, that's an awesome truck. I'm like, dude, this is just a beat-up Tacoma. But, like, I appreciate Don't get me wrong. I appreciate what you're saying. Like, He's a, he's a cool dude. I really am interested. So there's a different dynamic between my northern fisheries and your northern fisheries, like in the Minnesota northern fisheries. Our fish just aren't as aggressive as most as most northern strain fish. But maybe that's because... Oh, like, like yours? Yeah, like they're not like... Like I remember days in Michigan where I go out and catch 44. 50 fish in an evening like especially when the grass got up and i was able to throw a frog like i remember how awesome that was i miss michigan a lot i would like to go back one day but one thing i noticed is like his fish just seem to be a little bit more aggressive and i don't know if that's me just being ignorant it is probably me being ignorant to what they're actually biting because i feel like i could go out and just I went to a lake. There's a lake around here that me and Brent were talking about earlier. But you could go out and wax the crap out of like one to three pounders, and just if you just throw a creature bait, there's cover everywhere. There's fish everywhere. You you catch the crap out of them. But it's like I, like I'm just not that interested in it. But at the same time, this dude's going out and throwing a freaking battleship, a 7.5 battleship, in in lakes that. I mean, they probably got eight pounders. They they definitely do, at least one. I'm currently watching somebody fly fish outside my window. Oh, for real? Yeah, but um, they're they're fishing an absolute ankle deep hole right now, and I have no idea if they acknowledge where they're casting to. <laughs> Might just be practicing. He has a net on his. Bob, back, so. Fly fishermen like to practice a lot. That's one thing I noticed. These dudes practice their casting. Not me. I just go fishing. But no, what I was saying about uh, Phoenix in this, I watched this Battle Shad video. Just, oh man, I probably watched it an hour ago. Once I watch, once I get a bait, I'm really interested in. I'll watch as much content on it as possible. And that freaking Battle Shad, for some reason, it's got the. I hate to say it's got the same, 
But it's got the same freaking drawing power a Huddleston has, in my experience with it. Because a HUD is one of those baits. You can throw a HUD in, in three inches of visibility. For some reason, the it just gets bit. That bait just, is that's got the it factor. That battle set's got that freaking ick factor, dude. Like, that thing is awesome. It's better than the season. It's worth the money. Like, I hate to say it's worth the money. I shouldn't say it's worth the money. <laughs> Mine broke on the first fish. But my first fish was also a seven-pounder with it. There's no telling, like, you know what I mean? Like, as disappointing as it is, I think I fixed it. I think it'll be okay. But if not, I think Michael fixed it. I'm not, he's not going to stand behind a product with one fish on it. Maybe he is. But you know what? That's for him to decide. I'm still going to buy him. I got the most respect in the world for that dude. But no, what I was saying about Phoenix is I'm watching him catch these freaking, he's going out and catching however many, X many fish a day, like on a 7.5 inch battle shad. I'm like, dang, that's a big bait. Seven and a half inch battle heads, that's not a small, small portion. I mean, like, I know, like, uh, Manny Chi, like, cool. talked about it. Like, it was like, well, I don't know if they have the drawing power that, like, the big baits do, but it's like, the fish is, like, an inch and a half taller than the Huddleston. Like, yeah, it's going to have drawing up. It's, it's, it's got it. It's got the it factor. Just let it, let it do its thing. Like, <laughs> I need to get 7.5. I mean, 6 is definitely working for me, though. The six is an awesome bait, and the six comes through stuff a little bit better. That's why I got it over the seven point five. Because I'm not fishing that much open water; I'm fishing a lot of grass, a lot of grass. But um, no, man, I really don't. I don't even know what else I have left to say. <laughs> I'm trying to think of things, but to be honest, I don't even think my thinker's thinking right. Mine's not thinking right. I tell you that right now. This guy just currently walked about. I need to. Uh, I need to get a hold of your follow seventy four, Jared Kinnan. Ah, yes, Jared. Because yeah. my wife, it, dude. dude, my wife is a surgeon with a sewing machine, and I want her to make some swim bait wraps, but I don't want to be that dude who's like, you know, I don't want to like step on his toes or anything. And I want to see if maybe he'll like. If he'd like to talk, like maybe get interested, in, we can make some for him because she can do it. And I know he's got like a, I know he's got like a, just a couple people making them. Yeah, dude, he for like what he does, like he pumps like a decent amount out. Yeah, he does, man. I tried to get on the last drop, but I missed it. Sure. But I was working, so we'll see if there's any left on the site because last time I looked, there was some, and I wanted to buy one, but I was like, ah. Do I need one right now? I'm trying to save up. I'm like, do I need one? And the answer right. at the time was I don't need. And now, of course, they're all fucking sold out. Go figure. Now, <laughs> if you got a little bit of that liquid courage in you, you're ready to buy one. Yeah, exactly. Son of a bitch. Yeah, I know that. I know the feeling. <laughs> I went back to buy a battle shed. There was a bunch of battle sheds left over in the seven and a half inch. Uh -huh. Like two days after the drop. Damn. And I went back to buy one when that one broke. Nothing. I said, bang. Gotta be kidding me. Do you think, do you think like he kicks himself in the ass for making them so available and having them up on the site for like a week or two at a time? Like not selling out? Because Ooh. eventually they're gonna sell out. Like that's that's not the issue. The issue is uh are you hitting like a lull in the market and you're gonna hold on to 150 for two months by the time they sell and you're just going to keep making baits, and you're just going to flood the market, and nobody's going to be buying them. Not him. 
Because if you remember like the old Battleshed days and even the Citizen days, like before he upgraded his like manufacturing process and his people he had making them for him. Or the people, you know, his employees. Yeah. I shouldn't yep. have said that. He's got his own they're all made in the USA. They're all quality stuff. But before he did that, it would take no more than two minutes for the site to be completely gone of literally everything on the site. Like yep. it wasn't like people aren't just going and buying battle sheds. People are going and buying a battle shed and they see a board and they add a cart, add a cart, add a cart, buy. As fast as they can. Like I could not believe an hour after they were sold out, they were still there, any of them. So, and I know he's making more volume. I know there's a lot more being made. But I think this is probably the biggest drop he's ever done. I mean, dude, there was like every size and like a bunch of colors. Like, there's a bunch of colors out. The one I got that I'm really liking right now is called Heckler. It's like a really light crappie almost, but a little bit brown. Not blue. That was what I was just looking at. That was on his featured product page. I'm on the site right now looking to see if he had any. I've never had one of his baits and Dude. I've been thinking about getting one. Get, like, ah, I mean, make sure you got a freaking stick to swing that hook. That's what I'll say. But I almost want to build one. It makes me almost want like a um like almost if I could get like get a hold of like Levi or one of them to make a uh extra fast like the way that the same blank like not the same blank but the same action the soft swim rod has and like i have no affiliation with leviathan or anything like that but like i've thrown up to an eight inch hood and down to a seven inch bass tricks they don't make them anymore but that bait on a 10 odd beast hook Thrown down to that, so that's got to be like maybe three quarters of an ounce. Thrown down to that, up to an eight inch Huddleston. I'm able to get a good hook set with every single bait. I think that's because you can push, like it's got the, the tip to push a uh, beast hook through within the first couple second, or first couple milliseconds of your hook set. It, the You're already penetrating the hook of the, the point of the hook. And your last half of the swing, you're you're just solidifying it. Like it is. I've missed fish on it, but it's been my fault. Like I've I've not reeled up to the fish. I've just swung like X Y Z. But every fish I've stuck with that bait comes in. Like I'm not losing that many fish on it. Like I know people like complain about like, dude, I lost a giant today. X Y Z. Like I'm not losing them with that rod. That thing is awesome. And I have no affiliation with them. Like they I mean, they've literally like I was an AIT, which is second to basic. It's it's right after basic when you get your phone, you're doing your job training in the army. And mm -hmm. I can only imagine how much of an annoying little kid I was to this dude. But he hooked me up right with that extra heavy. I love that rod. I throw my big trap bass rat on it right now. And I'm gonna upgrade that to it. I'm gonna put a 250 on it because I've noticed up here they're starting to like the they're really starting to like I think it's because the salmon are starting to return, so you're starting to get those jack salmon returning into some of these lakes. A lot of these lakes have creeks and stuff that the swimming uh, salmon will swim up. Like it, you can have a dam or whatever, but if it rains at all, salmon will get into the lake because they can 
they're like crazy. They'll swim up waterfalls. Yeah, dude, but, fuck. And and they swim up by the thousands. Like it's not just a yeah. couple of them. So bass gorge themselves on them, but that's another talk for another day. If you're from Washington, you didn't hear that from me. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I need to put a 250 on it. I throw the 250 on it, and I liked it, but I don't have a 250 currently in a color that I would like. I don't have a 250 at all. If you have a trout color 250, I'll give you $80 for it. Just let me know. I'm not paying $107 <laughs> for a 250. Dapamart exists, so. But uh, if you hear this and you have one, let me know. Um, no, dude, that thing is sick. In the medium heavy, medium heavy is the this sauce, is, dude. The sauce. I don't know what lasts longer in the sauce, but whatever that is, that rod is. That thing is awesome. I <laughs> uh, love that rod. rod. I love that rod. I, it is so light, like in the hand. It's not as light as like obviously like it's jig jig rod. But you, and you match it with like a 200 Corrado. Oh my God. Are you kidding me? That thing is sick. Because it doesn't feel like you're throwing a swim bait rod until you throw the swim bait. When you throw the swim bait, it doesn't, like you're not, it doesn't feel like you're overpowering the rod at all. But when you hook them, it's limber enough to where you're like, oh, I got some play. You know what I mean? Like I can grind this fish into the boat and he's still got room to shake his head. You know what I mean? He's still, like I'm still not going to lose tension on him. I love that thing, man. I love that rod. And I thought I loved the extra heavy, and I was throwing on my workhorse on that rod, and then I put on the medium heavy, because workhorse fits that rod better. Now that I have it on there. And because it's summertime, I'm fishing my stuff through grass, I throw straight braid. Unless it's a bottom bait, like a soft bait, they're straight braid. So all my glides and stuff right now from now on, like from... The second the grass gets up and I'm fit, I'm pulling the fish out of grass at the raid because it just looks like grass, and I don't think like I don't notice a difference in the fish coming up for it. But that freaking Leviathan dude, like they've been such dope dudes to me, and I'm like I said, I'm a nobody to them. There's no affiliation at all whatsoever. I get a swim bait nation code, and that's it. And I will still continue to only buy those for swim bait rods. Those are amazing sticks. As a little, as I'm not trying to advertise for them, but like if you're a new dude looking for a rod that's not quite a production rod, not it's not your Dobbins 806, it's not your Dobbins 795 um, in, in terms of availability. But if you're patient, you know what you want. You want that not custom, but nicer than manufactured. Swim bait rod, that's the one. And I have, I'm, I'm not, I've never tried an F5. I would like to try an F5 though. For sure. I, I would definitely like to try that 7.6 ghost code for like a TK or something like that. Dude, yeah, TK, like, fuck. <laughs> Such a sick rod for the TK. What, the it's... ghost code or the, the Leviathan? Oh, no, no, no. I was talking about the Leviathan. Like, oh my it uh it's it's more or less if if you're into power fishing swim baits like grinding them in really hard flipping them and stuff you you're more likely to to like f5 and if you kind of play the fish um and kind of you flip fish sometimes but it's not like a, a, a common occurrence 
I feel like you're more likely to to side with Leviathan. And that's just what I've noticed through through uh through the forms and everything. I've both flipped up to like six and a half pounds on my Leviathan's zero issue. Is that yeah, I fret? What flip I flipped a decent sized fish with mine. Oh, I flipped that five nine. I flipped it into the boat and the kid I was with fucking freaked out. I'm like, oh my gosh, why'd you do that? And I'm like, yeah, it's fine. Like, He's in the boat. Don't ask why. He's <laughs> yeah, exactly. in the boat now. Just, just grab yeah, the exactly. scale, buddy. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh man, dude, yeah. this is so much fun. I forgot how fun podcasts are. I just, <laughs> I've been so freaking busy. Like, I feel like I'm one of those people where I get in like a one track mind where it's like fish, 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 fish. Because my wife's been home, take care of this is some family stuff back in Tennessee, so I've had nothing but time for me and the dog. So. We've just been fishing, you know. Text her, hey, baby. So there's three hours ahead, so she goes to bed by the time I'm leaving the house. So I'm like, hey, baby, <laughs> like, good night, love you. Right at the door I go, right to the lake. <laughs> I was going to do that tonight, but I was like, nah. I'll sit here and drink and play some video games, maybe play some Red Dead or something. It's an awesome game, best game ever. Love that game. But no, man, Um, I appreciate you having me on. I love doing this. Like, this is... It's so much fun to talk to like uh like your buddies. It's, it's like I don't know, a lot of these dudes up here, like I'm friends with them, but like I'm not like you know what I mean? Like if your girl broke up with you, I'd call you and you'd be like I'd I would be able to talk to you. You know what I mean? Like that kind of guy. Right, like yeah. like and we like especially like me, you, Evan, Phil, like I feel like we've been friends for like dude I, you know what I just realized? I said I What's I just that? had a out of body experience. I'm at that point in the podcast, like, you ever been that point in the party where someone, like, grabs a drink and they're like, I freaking love you guys, like, bro, y'all my best friend. Bro, I'm at that point right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm at that point through a podcast. <laughs> 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 I'm serious. Um, I don't have anyone to plug or anything. Uh, I ain't gonna plug, I ain't gonna plug these do-it-mold guys out here. No shame in that game. <laughs> I make my own jigs. Am I? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, there's, there's some dope dudes out here. I'll I'll leave your Instagram and everything. You don't. You should start a YouTube, man. You got enough cast of catches and stuff. I don't know, man. I just, I I'd like to, but <laughs> can I be honest with you? Like cast catch fish catching isn't like my. I love making them. And they're easy to make because, like, all you need is a GoPro. And you can, like, I like, I remember back in the day, like, apps, like, weren't that good. Like, dude, this freaking CapCut app is as good, not as good as Adobe Premiere. But for, like, a cast-to-catch, are you kidding me? That thing is awesome. You can add the music. You can add the layers. You can have video layers in a freaking phone app. Are you kidding me? Overlays, text, animation, you name it. That app is awesome for casting catches, but like my, I just don't, I love doing it and eventually I might get into it, but, oh man, it's just like my, my heart's not in it all the way, you know what I mean? Like I'm just not, it's just not my thing. Like the cast catches are more of like a, dude, you see this? Like yeah, I'll send it to like the group chat or I'll send it to, like the most I've done is put it on Swimbait Universe and it didn't do as good as someone looking for a piz. So I was like, you know what? Got the hint. So I got the hint. 
<laughs> I kind of want to try a fizz now. Now that Evan's kind of he, just you know what's funny? I saw someone in a comment section like, "I wish I had a redemption arc with Piz like that one dude in Universe." <laughs> I was like, "Every time I Evan, no doubt." Start about that. Uh, I was dying laughing at that at work for no reason. But, um, <laughs> that was a redemption arc. This is not an anime, bro. This is bastard. <laughs> but no, I kind of would like to try a piss. I can't get my hands on them. You know what's crazy? I could have bought one for 90 freaking dollars at the Bassmaster Classic, the first one that we both went to. He, he would have sold me one for $90. Like, I asked him. And I was just like, eh, I'm all right. <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> and nowadays, if I still have that bill, I can sell it for $700, probably. Like, <laughs> not yeah. that I would flip it like that. I would, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I don't know. I'd fish a couple of his stuff, but wow. I don't know. It's just that I'd freaking that carp glide looks so sick when it swims. It's just got such I'd a fish big those. fish swim. It's got that big swim for a little bait. You know what I mean? Like, it's got that. You know, if I'm a fish and I'm looking at it, I'm like, damn, that thing is moving a lot. Like, that thing is moving a lot of water. There's a lot of stuff happening. And the profile is not too much for me to be like, okay, I'm not going to go check you out. Yeah, I, I think we throw like a hinkle and stuff like that sometimes. I think they're like, that's cool. I think I might school with it. You know what I mean? Like, I think I'm going to try and join this group. I don't think they're that interested in eating it sometimes. <laughs> I think they're just like, yeah. Oh, I guess we're going somewhere. Like, let's go. <laughs> They'll follow you back to the boat. And they're like, oh, you've left the water. Okay, see ya. You are not what I thought you were. Except you are not a real fish. I'm going to go swim back to this little cut. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, no, dude. This is fun. I forgot how fun podcasting is. I'm so... like I, I was telling my wife the other day, I was like, man, I cannot believe... Adrian took this and freaking ran with it. Like, this is sick. That, we were looking at your stickers the other day. I was like, dude, I was like, I told him, I was like, you don't realize this. I was like, me and Andrew talk, or me and Adrian talked on a podcast of mine when I was in the barracks before you moved up here. And his history teacher loved it. <laughs> and I forgot about that. I was like, I was a dummy who was like, and I loved it so much, but I like didn't continue with it because like I want, I got ADHD so bad, dude. I'd pick something up and put it down, but it doesn't matter how much I love it. But and she she listened to it and heard it and was like she loved it. She was like, yeah, I can tell you guys like love what you're talking about. I was like, yeah, that's such a cool thing to me. And, like the thing is, is like I'm not even like a swim bait. I don't feel like I'm. I don't feel like I'm one of those like swim bait only dudes. I'm not. I'm definitely not. You know, definitely not a swim bait only dude. Not definitely not a diehard swim bait dude. I love it though because I love catching big fish. And I think when people can, I think when people, the sooner people like differentiate, like, oh, I can feel the bottom better with a jig, and when fish are feeding on the bottom like this, and it's not winter time, it's probably better to throw a jig than a hud. Um, I think people start catching bigger fish. But, like, I feel like a lot of people are too, like, not ashamed, but almost stuck in their ways to, like, 
if the big ones are biting a wacky rig, pick up a wacky rig. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's sometimes you just can't beat it. Join it. You know, who's smiling more? The dude you threw a swim bait all day and didn't catch anything? Or the dude you threw a wacky rig and caught a 10-pounder? Right. Right? Like, and I love throwing the swim bait, so it sounds counterproductive, but it's like, you know, like, I get it. I see both sides of it. And it's just cool to see. I just love seeing it. Like, I like, I like seeing these people catching big fish. I hate seeing it when it's in my spot. But you know what I mean? There's this thing as your spots, public water. <laughs> but like, gee, I don't know. I forgot what I was going to say. I had something good to say. <laughs> I had something so good to say. Because like, I was thinking about swim baits and stuff. I was like, dang, how long have I been doing this? And a lot of people don't remember. Most people don't remember, actually. But I was 10 years old. I might have been 9 years old. And for my birthday, I asked my grandma for this bait called a True Tungsten True Life Swim Bait. And the feature that that bait had that made it like a selling bait, the, the, the cool thing about that bait, was it had a chamber in it. Like, you know how uh, some of Vic's baits, he'll, well, you're one of Vic's friends, so he'll send you baits like this. Like, he usually doesn't send, like, finished baits like this. But he'll send them with, like, a weight and then the pin. And you put it together yourself, like, just so you can weight it yourself. Like, that's how my crappie was. Like, so I weighted that myself and put a little bit extra in it. And this bait, the selling point, had a pin like that. It was a pin that connected the bait, or the, it was a four-piece bait. And it connected the head section to the sec, you know, to the rest of the joints. And you could slide two little tungsten balls in there as you... Slid the two in there as a fast sink. Obviously, one's a slow to moderate. Zero is like a subsurface. Well, the selling point is Matt Newman in a YouTube video on Clear Lake, I'm pretty sure. And he's like, our swim baits have balls. I thought that was so funny as a nine-year-old. And I remember my grandma bought me one for my... It might not have been for my birthday. I think it was one of those things where you like email your grandparents like, hey, can you give me this? And she, she got it for me. She's like, $35 for a bait? That's a lot. But if that's what you want, you, know, you sure you don't want to like a video game or something like that? Like, no, I want that bait. And I'll never forget it. I, I was nine years old. And, oh, and it's almost sentimental because like my grandpa's going through some stuff right now. He, uh, he would take me on his pontoon boat. And we went to this called Lake Tuscaloosa. Full of slam, full of twelve inch spotted bass, and man, I would throw that. I was like throwing a Carolina rig. I throw a shaky head. I throw everything, and I was like, you know what? We went deer hunting one day, and after that, I was like, let's go fishing. I'm gonna throw nothing but this stupid ballsy swim bait, and I threw it all day, dude. And I caught some fish on it. And I was nine years old, and that was in 2009. And I have messaged, I messaged back in the day, I messaged Matt Newman about it. I rod Matt Newman, which is so cool. He responded. I thought that was so cool he responded. And then what's even crazier than that is I messaged Jed Dickerson. Jed Dickerson is the guy who caught Dottie on the 316 Mission Fish. And I messaged him, and like, dude, if I go back in my email from like 2009, I have like correspondence with me and the dude who caught a 25 pound large on bass. Like, that's so crazy to me. Like, I didn't even mean to be like that, like caught up in this in this game. Yeah, 
But like, I look back and I'm like, oh my gosh, like, dude, I was talking to Matt Newman. I was talking to Jed Dickerson. I was talking to Mickey Ellis. Like, I was talking to like all these dudes. Like, I could never afford the base. Dare I ask for a birthday for one? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I was I was nine years old. Like, and it's 2022 now, and I've taken my breaks in between there. But I'll never forget my first Huddleston fish came on Lake Tuscaloosa uh, in the in one of the first shipments he ever sent to the South. It went to Woods and Water in Tuscaloosa, uh, Alabama. I bought one, an albino rate of fall 12, 68 special, and caught like a three and a half, four pounder on a lake that we didn't even know like you could get recreationally catch fish at. Like, Lake Tuscaloosa is hard back in the day. I mean, obviously, we were idiots, but it was hard for us idiots. And I caught one. I'll never forget it. I was watching that bait, super clear water. It was in like 18 feet of water, and I saw a shadow swim over towards it, and, eat, and I just saw the white disappear. I was like, oh, I swung, and I caught the freaking fish on that stupid Huddleston. Oh, it's so ingrained in my head. And then I remember skipping that Huddleston uh, from my grandpa's pontoon boat under, uh, not under a bridge. We had just come under a bridge. I remember skipping it up under this laydown. There's laydowns in these lakes. It's kind of like the Ozark lakes. These laydowns would be like, the, the obviously the, the bottom of the laydown is like at the bank, but the tip of the laydown is like in 50 feet of water. And I remember throwing it up against this tree, and like 25 spotted bass followed it back. I was like, I've never seen that in my life. Like, maybe there's something to this. My, and I put it down, started throwing a super spook all the time. A big, big, big spook. Oh, man, and a saltwater spook. I think it was awesome. I used to catch a ton of fish on there when I was a kid. But, dude, I was like, that's so hard to believe. I have a I have a 597 spot, like, spot of bass. I caught on a shaky head. I was, I was like 11. This is so crazy to me. Like I, like, I look at, like, I'm not an old head, you know what I mean? I'm not, definitely not an old head. I don't have the experience that a lot of these guys have. You know what I mean? Like, I was listening to uh, Jared's podcast, Fall 74. And I was like, dude, I just wonder what it would have been like back then. And the truth is, like, I knew what it was like back then, where I was. I didn't know, because I caught that, uh, the, the, that 599 spot. I caught because it followed a Huddleston out, like, on the Alabama River. And followed up with a shaky head, top of trick worm, caught him. Anyways, it's just like so crazy. Like I, I just like I can sit back and like look at the, like the swim bait fishing and like fishing social media as a whole. Even though like I, I'm definitely not like that big in it. Like I'm definitely not like that dude. Like I just watch it. I'm like, dang, that's so cool. Like this, this went from the true tungsten. Our swim baits have balls. To <laughs> now we've got Piz going for eight hundred dollars on waffle pages. Like, are you kidding me? Like this is so nuts. This is so cool, the dynamic we've created. And, like, I've got email exchanges from, between me and Mickey Ellis from 2009. Like, isn't that, like, the Mission Fish had just caught the world record. Right. Well, the U.S. record, as far as we knew. Dottie, she was, like, 21-2. 
in 21 9 something like that point nine, something like that uh when jed carter and the reason i emailed him is because i wanted to know how to catch more big fish because i had caught a four pounder that was 24 inches long on a buzz bait obviously a super malnourished skinny fish could you imagine trying to explain over email how to catch big fish <laughs> You can say anything to a nine-year-old and they'll believe you. <laughs> I was out there looking for mission fish and couldn't find one. I didn't even know what... Now I emailed 316 Lure. Mickey Atlas. That was a... Oh, man, that was so long ago. I wonder if I still got those. I don't even think I could probably... I probably couldn't even get another email account if I did. If I could find them. That's so cool. That's, and you know who else I talked to? Manubu Karita. You know who that is? Is that the guy who won like two? That's a, that's a, no 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 no. That's the guy who got the world record in Japan. Oh 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 that guy. And <clears throat> I asked him in detail about it. Like I like I, obviously like I'm not like I was I was nine years old. Like I was not trying to popper in this guy. I just wanted to know how to catch bigger fish. <laughs> and obviously the most obvious answer for how to catch bigger fish is ask the world record holder. <laughs> <laughs> and back then it was so accessible because there wasn't as much people doing it, but. Oh man, I I've got email exchanges between me and him. He might even mention the mother in there somewhere where he found that fish. Yeah. That's the more I think about it, the crazier it gets. Like And we have rambled on for a long time. This is a long podcast. But that's so crazy to me. Like I and I'm I hate to say it like I'm definitely not an OG. You know what I mean? Like I'm definitely but I've been observing for a long time. A right. long time, like more than most people know. Like, and it's just so cool. Like, I've been like, I've I've watched a lot of these people. Like, their first posts on the Swim Bay pages, and then then like, then now they're PBs and stuff like that. Like, uh, oh, man, I'm trying to think of an example. I can't think of one. Oh well. Um, definitely Bo. Definitely saw Bo catch his PB. I definitely saw Bo's first post too. Bo doesn't know that. Bo might listen to this and hear that. But, um, yeah, man, what a crazy ride. It's been so cool to watch. So cool to watch. And I've talked to so many cool people. I've talked to the world record holder, talked to Jed Dickerson, cool dude, awesome dude. Talked to Mickey Ellis. He was a great dude to me. He still is, still is. I, st like we, I DM'd him earlier today and uh, showed him some pictures of his bait in a fish's mouth. Like, dude, this thing is awesome. And it really is. That bait is freaking incredible. If you ever get a chance to get a workhorse, get one. It's expensive. I know it's expensive. It's a lot of money for a bait. When we can get paper weights for free, it's pretty hard to, like, you know, get a workhorse. <laughs> but it's like, uh, that is an awesome bait. But it's just so cool. It's just so cool. Like, I caught my PB. I caught a nine six or nine four. I've t I've only ever tied my PB. I've, I got a nine four when I was like eleven uh, in Florida. I got a nine when I was fourteen. Nine two when I was fourteen, and then a nine four when I uh, skipped college one day and went and caught that fish. <laughs> you know what's funny about that fish? I sent my dad a picture of that nine four I caught, and he asked me why I wasn't in class. <laughs> yeah, 
That's a rough one. No, it's not. We can talk about it now, but it's, <laughs> it's so funny how seeing things change. Like, it, oh man, I sound like a grandpa, but it's just been so cool watching like my buddies do good. You know what I mean? Like it, like it's just, it's just so fun. Like, and I get to like I've I've met all these new people through this, like especially like through your podcast. Like I don't know if you know this, but there are people that message me about the podcast you did with me and you, and like, dude, that's I agree with what you were saying. I'm like, dude, I didn't even know. Like, <laughs> like I knew people listening to this podcast, but like you're reaching out to me. And I was a guest. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like, I'm the wrong person to ask. But, oh. Steven's yeah, one Steven, I added Steven on Facebook. He messaged me immediately. He was like, dude, I listen to you and Adrian. I was like, that is nuts. You mean to tell me you listen to a whole, this is probably an hour and 45 of me and, me and my buddy talking about fishing? What? Oh, this is going to be over two hours, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is, isn't it? Been yeah. going for a while. This is gonna be a good episode, though. We've we've had some. This has been a fun episode for me, anyway. But it's like, dude, just looking back and seeing all these things, like, there's no way I'd, I would have ever thought. I remember when Big Game Customs was the was the dude on Swimbait Universe ask like asking questions about bait building and like asking like showing people his prototype bait. And I remember like and like looking back like. We see a lot of freaking copycats, like the big eyes that knock off of the freaking KGB, and the clutches pretty much a knockoff of the KGB. Like, I remember watching KGB build his first bait on freaking Facebook. Like, what? And now we're at this point where, like, dude, the KGB is probably one of the most proven freaking shag glides there is. I messaged Phony Frogs back when Phony Frogs only made Phony Frogs about his glide bait. I never got a response. But that's okay, because a lot of people who are in his base never got their base. So, you know, we'll leave it at that. Um, uh, no, I'm just kidding. No shade to him. He's He makes an awesome product. I would get one if I had more shad in my water. But I don't, so. Yeah, his, his bait's pretty dope. I like his bait. I, I, I had been trying to get a shiner, but I can never find one when I'm... Wanting to buy one, like I, I can never find one. I'm like, when I got my card in my hand, I'm like, yep, I might get one. Because I'm one of those people who gets really bad buyer's remorse. I'll buy something and then return it in the same day, even though I really liked what I got. I'm like, ah, but did I need it? No. This comes back from like my dad used to be like, do you need all that tackle? And you know what? That trauma stuck around because there are days where I go get all this tackle and I'm like, I don't need all this. But I can't take it back now. It's on Tackle Warehouse, baby. <laughs> and, uh, oh, dude, I don't know. I'm going to ramble on forever if I don't stop now. But you, you've you got an awesome audience going on here. The pe- the quality of people listening to your podcast, like, I know you, like, compare yourself to other podcasts, but, like, how many other podcasts are messaging your guests about what they had to say? You know right. what I mean? That, that, that is... That is something to be proud of like you're not only causing this not a rift there are other podcasts casting craig is an awesome podcast i listen to that podcast all the time but to like you're talking to the dudes i grew up with you know what i mean like yeah 
I remember watching Connor Norgrove catch fish in Ohio, like blowing my mind as a freaking 15 year old, 17 year old. You know what I mean? That he was probably what, 13? I think he just, what, he just start college or something like that? I would have graduated college if I stayed in by now. But, um, I remember this is a funny story. Oh, crap. I can't keep doing these funny stories. Anyways, (laughs) me and Vic, me and Vic have been friends since I was like 12. Like, funny. There, I, yeah, like, like me and Vic go way back. Like, we don't talk all that much. We do talk a little bit more now than we used to. Not because of anything happened, but it's just like we, you know, you know how it is. One gets busy, the other gets busy. Oh, yeah. Just, just like doing podcasts. Like, how long have we been trying to do a freaking roundtable with all of us in the group chat? And it just hasn't happened yeah. yet. Like, <laughs> it's not, it's no one's fault. People just are busy. Like, but dude, like me and Vic used to go at people's throats on Facebook. Like, like there's a lot of people in like in the swim bait stuff. They probably don't like us because of stuff we said about them. But I'm, I'm gonna hop off my soapbox for a little bit. It's been fun talking to you and talking about big fish and talking about swim baits and catching fish and where how where we started, where we came, where we're going. I can only imagine where we're going. I won't be able to make the gathering this year, unfortunately. But I'll try to make the one in Texas. It just depends. Up. I've got so much to like that's right around the time frame of a pretty significant life change. Like, so like if I'll be out of the army by then or not, or if I'm going to reenlist or it's all kind of, if I reenlist, I'll be moving right around then. Like there's all kinds of stuff going on then that might get in the way of the Texas gathering, but I do want to make the Texas gathering. I'll probably fly home and drive the boat over there. I want to make it bad. That's going to be a fun. Someone's going to catch a, a 10 to 12 pounder that, that during that span, it's like a it's like a week long, isn't it? Uh, I'm not sure. I just know I'm that I'd be there for a week. I know that if I if I go down there, I'm going to be there for at least four to five four to five days. Yeah, you got to make it worth it. <clears throat> yeah, and I've always wanted to fish in Texas, anyways. Except for like, I posted that freaking. You know what? I'm going to stop now. <laughs> I, I saw it last night when i was on tiktok dude texas dudes are always like bro come to texas we weigh in 40 pounds regularly like do you who is we because you're not i've looked at your tiktok you're not weighing in 40 pound bags your your profile picture is a five pounder all right you're weighing in 40 okay all right cool i'm gonna leave it at that uh yeah that's been fun we yeah, definitely need, definitely need to do it again because, like, the more I think, the more stuff we can talk about. But I don't need to be thinking right now. So, <laughs> oh shit! But I will. Uh, I'll put Brian's Instagram in the description, of course, as always, as I do with every single guest. But his Instagram description will be be in the. Uh, his Instagram will be tagged in the description. Jesus, please. Um, Make sure if you guys like the show, you guys leave it a five-star review. Give it an honest honest rating. I don't really care. I'd rather you be honest. Uh, make sure if there's any, what is it, August August sticker slaps with Kyle and uh, Marshall. Make sure you guys scoop one of those to win the, win the Bone Wake Walker. That'll be pretty cool. Um, fuck, I think that's about everything. Make sure you guys follow the podcast, Scales and Tails underscore podcast on Instagram. That's growing very quickly, so that's pretty awesome. And everybody wants two episodes a week, so this will probably get posted on Wednesday or Thursday, one of those two days. So 
if you guys made it through that, you're obviously listening to this part right now. <laughs> I right. thank you. I want to thank Brian for coming on and and talking. Dude, thanks for having that. me. This is so yeah. much fun, man. This is so much fun. I love talking to my buddies. I talk to my buddies all day. It's not a podcast anymore. It's just talking to a friend. Exactly. But uh, like I said, I want to thank Brian for coming on, and I want to thank everybody for listening, especially if you made it this far. If you made it this far, shoot us a message and, and let us know you guys. Yeah. This rambling session. It's, a, <laughs> but, most, it's the biggest ego boost in the world is when someone tells you they're listening to the podcast you were on. You're like, oh, no way, dude. Like, now, like, I miss Steven every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I want to thank you guys for listening, and I'll talk to everybody next time. Thanks, everybody.